American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. So now I'm obsessed with time. Come on, tell me about the time. Had it all in my head tonight. Had the time of my life when the words all come down like blues on Welcome to another episode of American, American Timelines. Time I'm Amy and that's Joe. And we are History for Jerks. And we have some guests returning. This is our first returning guest. That's true. This is exciting. We've decided because we fell in love with these fellas last time that we are going to do every year of nineteen of the fifties, at least if not forever, we are going to bring back the Scottish fellas from Scotland uh, to do a special episode of Scottish Timelines. It gives us a chance to just fuck around and do stuff we've ne- we didn't. We don't normally do and right. kind of say fuck the format, which we just talked with them about. Uh, so please welcome from who the fuck is Daniel and Nathaniel. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hello. As you know, the sequel is always a disappointment. So yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Empire Strikes Back. That's what I would say. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back, my friend. Yeah, but then you've got Speed 2 and Gre- <laughs> Gremlins, <laughs> Gremlins 2. What John about English Reborn? Wait a minute. Yeah, Breaking yeah. 2, Electric a- Boogaloo? Aliens? Godfather? <laughs> Godfather 2 was good, right? Yeah. I prefer the but first one. I'm, I, I, I'm kind of like went downhill. But, uh, yeah. What about Troll? Well. Troll 2? Leprechaun 2? Troll Leprechaun 2. Two. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> well, I like that Nathaniel is like bringing the expecta- expectations yeah. down. So this might not be as you good. the expectations and then just do like what you normally do. You're always pleasantly surprised. Well, and you get so excited. Like I found myself this week. Uh, just being excited because I kept remembering, like, oh crap, who's next? Who's on our podcast? What do I? Have to- oh shit, do I have to prepare? I was like, no, it's the Scottish guys. I don't have to do anything. Like they're <laughs> they're going to bring all the work, uh, and it's going to be great. And I got, you know, I got to tell you guys, we've gotten a lot. I've gotten the most compliments from my friends and family who listen than I have on any other ones. So like, you guys got to bring those Scottish guys back. They were a lot of fun because they're great. Yes. They're hilarious. Where did you find those guys? That's great. Yeah. Um, and they really got a kick out of it. So their accents are great. You know, are those real? You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. We do you know it's a it's a genuine thing that when we're speaking to people that aren't Scottish, at least myself, I tend to to speak a lot stronger. Amp it up. Uh, yeah, it's because it's one. It's it's funny. It's just funny to fuck with people. Yeah. Right. So like when I was I was. Uh, dra- uh, I went to audition for drama school in Manchester, um, oh. and I was I was in like a like a burger bar, and I asked for, uh, can I get a Fanta with no ice, please? <laughs> and, uh, but I said, I was like, uh, uh, can I get a burger, sweet potato fries, and a Fanta, no ice, please? And then he handed me an Oasis, and I was like, what the fuck's this? I'm like, no, I wanted a Fanta with no ice, and he was like, oh, sorry, mate, I thought you wanted an Oasis. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it. I I I, I do it. I, I amp it up because it's it's it's, it's just funny to see the blank expressions on people's faces when they're, <laughs> yeah they're like. Reminds me when I was in South Africa. Um, me and my brother spent a good half an hour to an hour convincing people that haggises were real animals. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know what what's it is an oasis a soda. It's a it's a fruit juice. Ah, like a Fanta. So a Fanta it, is a fruit. Okay. Fr- no, Fanta is a uh, soda. Fanta is a soda. Oasis yeah. is a fruit juice. All right. Yeah. But your guy, your guys's Fanta is so much fucking better. Is it really? Oh yeah. More sugar oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, you, it, well yeah. It, it tastes like it, it. tastes like the artificial orange flavor. Oh right. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. I've actually found this out on QI the other day. So, you know how your guys' well, I don't know if you will uh you'll think it does, but your guys' chocolate tastes like vomit, like actual vomit. Oh my vomit. god. <laughs> like 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 Her- Hershey's. Like yeah. I I I like Hershey's, but if if you were stacking up Hershey's next to 
to Cadbury's. There's no fucking competition. Yeah. Right, right. Like, Cadbury's is just so much better. And I found out the reason why is because obviously your country is so much fucking bigger that you can't just uh, that you can't just transport uh, milk across the country and expect it to be fine when it right. gets there. Yeah. So yeah. all of your milk is UHT, and that and that affects the flavor of the milk. Really, and it, it, cre- it creates. That you have to like ration out the cocoa beans because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so the, the there's a chemical that's created in that process that also exists in parmesan and vomit. So that's why the the flavors. <laughs> oh my god. Are, are, are similar. This uh, episode brought to you by Hershey's, our new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, a, like thanks a lot, Daniel. Uh, that's our last time having Hershey's as a sponsor. <laughs> Just kidding. They're not our sponsor. They'll never sponsor us. No, that's hilarious. Okay, so we're going to jump in right now. These guys are here, and they're welcome. They're comfy, obviously. We've been talking for 20 minutes before we even start recording. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to jump right into 1951 and there's gonna be a different kind of format we're not gonna go chronology chronologically we're gonna just talk about last time with these guys i talked about uh things from weirduniverse.net and i figured they this is let's just stick with these guys we'll talk with these guys about weird shit that i find so it was in may but uh who cares this is a crazy thing uh i want to tell you guys about a drugstore owner who hypnotized his customers in May of 1951. He was a Miami drugstore owner. Do you guys know where Miami is? Florida. Florida. Okay, good. God, they know the geography better than we do. A Miami drugstore owner, Ralph Pearson, revealed he had been practicing his skills as a hypnotist on his customers. Through hypnotism, he had transported his customers in their minds to other places, making them believe that they were flying an airplane or at a soda fountain kissing a woman. And Wait he, a minute. He also put his powers to practical use, such as by curing people of smoking, although he complained that cut into his cigarette sales. How nah, can... he fucking didn't. He, he, just, he just gave them acid, didn't he? He didn't fucking yeah. How You can't them. hypnotize somebody against their own will. Well, he was. In 1951, you could do that. No. I Anything goes. There's a bunch of bullshit. In order, to, in order to be hypnotized, you need to be a gullible cunt. So you, you, <laughs> right. In order to be susceptible to it, it's yeah. not for it. He didn't, did he? Fuck hypnotize people. Yeah, he's, he, to, he's talking out his arse. That's right. He hypnotizes customers. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that that was my first strange story. It was just that he did that, and I couldn't find literally anything else about this because it's bullshit. Has it? Has anyone here been to like a like seen a hip, like a hypnotist show or anything no. like that? No. I did my uh in, when I was in like. Fourth or fifth grade. <laughs> this is so stupid. I just remember this. Okay, uh, just part- explain the explain the grades because our school systems are different. So how old would that make you? Uh, oh, so eleven, ten, nine or ten? Nine yeah. or ten. Okay. I was nine or ten nine. years old. Me and a buddy. Uh, his mom was going to visit her friend in another town, which is like two hours away. So he he she decided, well, why don't you guys come with me? And with you guys together, we don't need a babysitter because like two ten year olds together, you're fine. And so this that lady, two, 10 plus ten <laughs> equals twenty. It equals so, twenty. Yeah. So she, they took us and we, and they went out to the bars to party, and we like hung out at this woman's apartment that we didn't know uh, for hours. Like they didn't come home to like midnight, so it was like from like they they got us a pizza, they ordered us a pizza, so it would come and we just get the pizza and eat and hang out. So. We, we chose to spend our time this evening. We found in this woman's cassette collection, because CDs weren't invented back then, uh, we found in her cassette collection there was a cassette called uh, uh, "Smoking Quit Smoking by Hypnosis. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and so you play a cassette tape, and it hypnotizes you to quit smoking. So we just thought, oh, let's... We're, let's get hypnotized. Let's put this in and we'll listen to it and see if we get hypnotized. And it was like this, just this whole thing about close your eyes and take a deep breath and relax and you're in a relaxed state. You will no longer want a cigarette when you think of smoking. <laughs> you were nine years old. <laughs> we were nine-year-olds that didn't smoke. And we did, we, we did this for like two and you hours. Never smoked. You never <laughs> no. smoked. No. 
quite quite the contrary. We both were smoking by the end of high school, yeah. I think. Like, we were both smoking <laughs> cigarettes. So uh, it, I don't know why we did it or what. We just wanted to be hypnotized. And we thought it would be like one of those things where somebody like snap your fingers and say cluck like a chicken or whatever. But that's the yeah. only time I've been hypnotized. What about you, fellas? Uh, I've, I've not been hypnotized, but I've had a past life regression. Ooh, oh, I love those. Tell us about that. Oh, what, what so it? a past life regression is when someone uh, sort of uh, can see who you were in a past life. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we've we've had a we've had a few instances of this in my family. So my it, it, my my interest in it all started off when I heard about how my cousin uh, ran out of uh, a, a screening of Titanic, like he was in just fucking floods of tears. Really? And when they actually found him, he was like, "I was there." Like, and he was like, I, I was, I was fucking there. Whoa. And he, and he then described what it was like, and he described the food that was on the Titanic, and then after doing research, we discovered that's exactly what was the food that was on the fucking Titanic. Whoa. I love stories yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, goosebumps, goosebumps. So, uh, and, um... The, my my experience is I went on uh, the battlefields to, uh, a battlefield tour in high school, uh, so we went and saw the battlefields of World War One in France and Belgium, and when I was at the Somme, I got like a really um, sharp sort of pain in my stomach, and I, I I just I felt really on edge, really, um, and it was it was horrible. Wait, it was so you awful. died at the Somme. Well. <clears throat> Uh, cut forward to the past life regression. Um, the guy uh, said uh, you were at the Battle of the Somme and you were shot in the stomach. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, you were shot in the stomach, but you didn't die. Right. Um, I think it was actually like I, I died of TB or something like that. But uh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Say, what so, yeah, it's to yeah. in the interim period then? Because cool you've had a past life but where are you in between that like you died um what happened? i don't know if you maybe know? i had a maybe maybe i had a life in between that who fucking knows um you i'm not I, yeah i don't know but it's it's it i find the whole i find it very interesting past life regression oh hello oh, you got hello. a baby hello child <laughs> child is here there's a child hi baby oh, yes. okay so that's enough on the hypnotizing let's jump to uh, Daniel has a story for the, around the same time, May of 1951, uh, and I'm, we have no idea what he's going to talk to us about. So I've not heard this. No, oh, even Nathaniel yeah. has no idea. These two do not get along, so they're not talking. They're having strife. It's, it's extremely <laughs> tense. If you listen to our podcast, it's all funny. <laughs> <laughs> we stop recording. By the way, oh, check these now. guys out. Check these guys out on Spotify. <laughs> Who the f is? Um, F F asterisk C K. Who the F yes. asterisk C K asterisk question mark? Yeah, we've got. You'll see. Uh, we advertise uh, terribly. Yeah, you'll you'll see an amazing piece of artwork that's done by my very talented partner. She does all the artwork for the show. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, we'll link yeah, to so, it. We'll link to it in this episode. So if you're listening to this yeah. episode, click the link and then I'll go to their podcast. All right. Yeah. So I. I'm going to transport you to a place in Scotland that's often forgotten about by Scot by by us Scottish people. I'm going to take you to the island of Shetland. Oh, Shetland! We're going to Shetland. Shetland. Uh, Shetland. So, uh, specifically, a small abandoned village in the northwest of the mainland Shetland called Gunnister, okay. where in 1951. The remains of a man were found on the 12th of May when they were digging for, in a peat bog, they were digging for peat that's used for fuel. Do you guys, you guys know what peat is? Uh, my daughter's turned off the light. <laughs> with the lights. <laughs> I was going to say, does your she power just go out? <laughs> no, she, she finds, she's, 
she's uh, she just loves turning shit on and off. So yeah. she's gonna do it again. Give it a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So and she finds it really fucking funny. And it's I, when I'm I, si- I also find it very funny. Yeah. When I'm sat at my desk trying to work, she comes in and she just start turn the light off. You think you're funny, you think you're funny, but you're nae. But you're nae. You think you're funny, but you're nae. That um, that that that's sort of like a a well used phrase in my household because I've got a friend who was at. Do you know what? There's a music festival that used to happen in Scotland called Tea in the Park. Okay. Wait. Yeah, that stopped. Yeah, because loads of people fucking died. Oh my! Oh yeah, because uh, as this. as uh, in Scotland we like to get um, mad with it, so a lot of <laughs> a lot of drug taking and excessive alcohol uh, consumption. I didn't realize that had finished completely though. Everyone would go to that. Seven people died in the last year of Tea in the Park. Oh my god! Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Tea it's in like the park. storming the so, capital. Yeah, people crazy. being f- found and and choking on their own vomit and all fun. Lila, <laughs> stop turning the light on. I'm talking about people dying. I'm really getting a kick this out of that sad. contrast of his child turning the light off. Like he's talking about <sighs> people choking <laughs> to death on their vomit. Yeah. Seven died that day at Tea in the Park. So, <laughs> so yeah, at Tea in the Park, uh, a friend was at Tea in the Park, and they were camping there. And uh, in the campsite, they they uh, they just finished like a can of uh, a, a a tinny, as we call it, like a can of beer. Uh huh. So they then, uh, instead of putting it in a proper uh, re- receptacle, they just decided to fucking launch it. And they launched it into the campsite of someone who tried to sell them drugs a couple of nights earlier. And he just storms in with the can, drops it on the ground, and he goes, You think you're funny, but you're nae. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, a hu- that's the first diversion of the podcast. Um, but anyway, I, I will get back. We took a slight detour, but no, we'll go back to... We're in Gunnister, so yeah, the remains of a man was found on a peat bog not far from the junction of the A970 road in Gunnister, uh, in Gunnister Shetland on the 12th of May. Uh, they were digging uh, peat for fuel. Okay. Uh, but there was uh, this man wasn't just an, uh, an ordinary man. This was a man who is believed, his body is believed to date to the uh, the late 17th and er, or early 18th century. Oh wow. Ooh. So this was an this was an old body, right? Yeah. So um at the time of when his body was found there were very few records there was like no census um but luckily uh, someone called Susan Webster from the Scottish National Heritage and uh Dr. Carol Christensen of Shetland Museum uh did a bit of research and talked more about more about it. So, um, obviously, finding a body is very strange, but it's this is very particularly strange, judging by how old the body is. Right. Because burials outside of kirkyards, or, well, kirkyards, graveyards, yeah. um, happen for a variety of reasons. Um, if the death was from an unusual or potentially contagious disease would be in one, mm-hmm. um, the deceased had crossed social or religious uh more such as uh, if they'd committed suicide um, or if the remains were found sometime after death. Um, also, um, if bodies were washed up on shore, they would usually be buried where they were found. But uh. what was particularly unusual about this body was that nobody knew he was there. Like, generations um, had lived... Uh, for generations, people had lived nearby and knew no folklore about anything. Oh, so wow. the body was the body was a complete surprise. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. So we know that the remains of the pe- uh, what remains in a peat bog will vary according to the acidity of the peat. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, what was left of the gunnister man was the woolen garments he was wearing, some artifacts, his hair, and nails. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, however, from this, uh, forensic scientists have been able to tell at least a small part of his story. Um, when he was found, he was found with um, like really old coins that were dated to like uh, the 1690s. Oh, um, that's awesome. 
So there was. Um, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, there was. <laughs> so it, there was coins that were found. There was a, a six Stuyver plate, uh, piece, which was from the Netherlands, dated to 1690. A two Stever piece from Overjizzle. Uh, Overjizzle. Overjizzle, my nizzle. Overjizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> which is also in the Netherlands. What and there was a sixth or uh, piece from Sweden dating to 1683. So it's it's obvious that it was it's an old an old guy. Yeah, yeah. had um, to be at least 1680 yeah. or 1980. Uh, so, um, so yeah, there was a couple of assumptions they were able uh, to make about him. First of all, they don't believe that he was murdered um, because uh, none of the fabric shows any signs of wounds or being inflicted. Um, and the tight stitching together of his clothing to ensure there were no drafty gaps lead them to consider that um, he was fighting the cold. So, okay. um, yeah, it, it was... I mean, you're usually fighting the cold in Scotland, but especially in Shetland, because Shetland's pretty much closer to Norway than it is to Scotland, so it would have been really fucking cold. Yeah. They still hold, like, Viking festivals there, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, like, old Nordic festivals and stuff like that, yeah. Um, so um, he more or less uh, tied himself into his clothing, um, uh, and we know that at that time Britain was going through um, a little ice age type of thing mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it was also f- uh, famed for there was ice fairs uh, on the riv- on the River Thames in London because it was that was frozen the River Thames the River Thames or the River Thames Which is if, frozen yeah. Over yeah again just the other day has it I didn't really I didn't know that my god oh, wow the, well some yeah the river thames uh, like people speak about the river thames like because obviously it's it's quite famous but the river thames yeah. is fucking disgusting it's oh, absolutely yeah. vile she taught me how to pronounce it right how did you pronounce it thames <laughs> the river thames, thames yeah thames uh. i'm an idiot <laughs> you see i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah no the river thames is absolutely horrible it's just got all of london's shit Floating through it. Oh, it's so it's horrible. like the it's like the Hudson. Yeah, it's disgusting. Okay, like right. um, there's this. I don't know if you'll know who he is, but a guy called David Williams. He's a a, a, a comedian over over here, and he uh, swam the Thames for charity. He also <sighs> swam. The, he swam the English Channel as well. Um, oh. But he swam the Thames, and he got really fucking sick after doing it. Jeez! Um, wow. Also, I've got a fun fact about uh, relating to the water in London. All right. Uh, the average glass of water in London has been through 10 different people. Ah! I guess it would so, yeah. be. I guess Ooh, it would be. That's pretty gross. That means it's just pure, right? <laughs> <laughs> they fixed it, didn't they? That You know what? No, that you... is a fun fact. You're that tight. is fun. <laughs> It's fun <laughs> and wholesome, and we love it. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, been through um, through ten people. Yeah, it's through ten different people. So you're drinking other people's uh, piss and shit. So um, that's something to think. <laughs> if you're if you're going to Lo- if you're going to London anytime soon, just just uh, I'd advise maybe buy buy bottled water. Yeah, we've only uh, been yeah. we were in London for like ten minutes. Yeah, that's right. right? There were 20 minutes and we were in London at the airport. We never left the airport. It was just a connecting flight. Wait, you only had to wait 20 minutes for a connecting flight? Something like that. Yeah, it was pretty quick. We barely made it, like, I think. Like, we was a... Fuck. Yeah, because our flight to... Our flight was canceled. We we had a direct flight to To Edinburgh, Edinburgh. but then it got canceled. So we had to get on another flight to London to get to Edinburgh. And so we had, like, we had a run. Like we were in London, we got off our plane, had a sprint to the gate in London. That's all we did: is sprinted through London, yeah. Uh, yeah. and hoping she didn't get caught with her marijuana. That's all we were hoping <laughs> for. Yeah, like, uh, the whole time. It feels like cheating. I've done it once, flown from Edinburgh to London, and it does feel like cheating because you know you drive it in like half a day. Yeah, if, if, I don't know. It feels like. You should just get a car. I don't know. You yeah, but then it takes so fucking long because it's it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, really? it, it's uh, so fucking far away. What's well, fucking it, it just for takes us? Ages. I think it's fucking dumb to say. Yeah, we've been in London 
for a second, and we <laughs> yeah. were in the airport the whole time, and I... We yeah. saw I, the runway. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, really I say know. you've been there. <laughs> I don't know that I remember it from any other airport. Right. Like, everybody I, was, saw this, yeah. I saw this funny thing on uh, Facebook the other day about uh, how if an American drives in, Amer- uh, in your state for two hours, then you're basically <laughs> in the same place you started. Um but if you do the same journey in Scotland, you've basically cra- crossed over like five different council lines. The accent has changed ten times. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Because yeah, yeah cause we're just so fucking small. Right. Like, we, mu- we must be able to fit into Texas at least twice. Mm. Ah. Something else that was, uh, that was, it was really first apparent when they found him is that he was very fashionable. His clothes were really, really well made. He had stockings. His whole outfit it was not as practical as the people of Shetland would wear. Like okay. he was, he was dressed to impress. So he's like a nobleman um, or something. I mean, quite possibly. We actually, there's actually, um, they've made replicas of his costumes, so you can actually see. They've, they've got pictures of of him. He's on display. Uh, not him, but. Um, there is a permanent display at Shetland Museum and also at the archives in Lerick oh, cool. uh, in Shetland as well. Uh, also, um, in addition, he was he was carefully buried, uh, but not transported to a burial ground. He could have been found after long periods of inclement weather. So we said that there was an ice age, so possibly he got caught in the snow and died. Oh, um, right. And then they had obviously found him frozen and then buried him. Um, and his, his uh, so he might have been found in inclement weather, and his body wasn't in a suitable state to be right. carried distances to nearby cemeteries. Um, so yeah, and also I mentioned the coins, so that also means he wasn't robbed, um, because in his small knitted purse he had a selection of Dutch and Swedish coins, not unusual for the time. Um, mm. but the purse is the earliest evidence of the patterned knitting. Excuse me. Uh, that Shetland is famous for, but we don't think the rest of his clothing is from Shetland. Um, he was wearing short, wide breeches, uh, which were common in the Netherlands, a woolen cap very similar to those worn by Dutch whalers, and carrying a quill and a horn. Uh, 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 the dark substance in the horn was tested and found to be ink. This um, guy's a fucking vagabond. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and his... His shoes were cut, were a type of shoe called Rivelins, uh, locally made hide shoes, um, but he, uh, he may not have been from Shetland. Uh, uh, close by, we know that there is a Hanseatic trading place, uh, so perhaps he was a travelling merchant or a clerk that was making his way to a remote area uh, from okay. one trading place to another. Um, and, uh, yeah, so all of his objects originally... Uh, uh, from the original find went to Edinburgh and are now in the collections of the National Museums of Scotland. Some objects were on permanent display in the galleries of the National Museum of Scotland. Um, immediately after the burial was discovered, the finds were taken to a local house where some people knitted replicas of his stockings, which were very well made, and his purse. Um, and these replicas are on display in Tanwick Ham Museum in North Vane, Shetland as well. Uh, so yeah, that is the story of the Gunnister Man. It's still a mystery. We don't know what happened, but I, I think I would lean on the side of he was probably a Dutch merchant um, mm. that was tra- that was mm. just travelling from one place to another and his clothes just weren't suited to the, the cold like climbs. The he's just like a, a con man. Traveling the world. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You don't know. Attire from every place. Well, just like, I always like to think of like, what if the biggest idiot you know is the last person who exists of our civilization? And like, years and years and years from now, they find the biggest jackass you know. And it's like, I wonder what this guy was. He was a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> don't study him. That's right. All right, did you find this? Oh, that, that's, that's, 
you're talking about this guy, you're holding him up on some sort of pe- pedestal. Do you know what we called him? Ill-prepared Joe. That's what we <laughs> called him. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like he He was. always left the house. He didn't carry a jacket with him. He That's didn't right. wear a scarf. His mother was always telling him, you'll, you'll catch your death a cold. And look what happened. He fucking did. That's right. He fucking did. Fucking idiot. I'm sorry, Joe was just the name that came to my head. No, I'm not saying okay. that you're ill-prepared. <laughs> He's used to it. So it I just know. so happens that in this country, like, whenever you're, um, like, looking at an example document, they, they, they use a, a generic name. I think you guys, it's like, also when murder victims are found and they don't know who it is, then it's John oh, Doe. Yeah, John Doe and Jane Doe. Here, it's not John Doe, it's Joe Bloggs. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like Joe Bloggs. So... Yeah, we hear Joe Blow a lot. Yeah, all right. Uh, so yeah, it's it's I'm, Joe Bloggs. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, that's the Gunnister man. Who's who? Who's next? All right, let's jump to Nathaniel. Okay. You Do you have. Mind if I just go to the toilet real quick. Oh yeah, let's take I, a yeah. Break. Let's take a break because I gotta really gotta yeah. pee. The Nerd School Podcast. I brought three nerds here to help me be a real true nerd. I've, I love Marvel movies. I love superhero movies. Well, nerds nerd like nothing better than to be able to talk about their nerd shit. Nerd people shit. who are actually interested in the nerd shit. And I got walking in the comic book store and I see them. They're playing Warhammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Warhammer. And I'm like sitting there. I will say some male nerds back in the day probably would not have let you walk into the arcade and hang out with Looking them. Looking through the books and like I'm listening to these guys and like they're really into it like their whole life. It's this Warhammer game. Yeah. And all like the nerds to... that I ever like made fun of or picked on were all just laughing at me getting revenge. And I was just like, <laughs> but right. we didn't need to be around you male nerds to be nerds on our own. If, if you're in a good gaming group, they'll welcome new people. They'll, like I'm uh, walking yeah. out of the comic store. Like is someone going to see me saying like, oh, he's one of those guys. Yeah. You know, those, those, those can't get a girl kind of guys. We are just vibing because we all like this thing. Right. And it's not the Nerd School Podcast. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a honey pie double IPA. Oh, oh, very Ooh. nice. It's a local. It's a local brewery, uh, Birdsong Brewery, in Charlotte, North Carolina. You guys have to come to Charlotte, North oh. Carolina. We left off. It's Nathan's turn to tell us about his story. I think, right? Okay. Yep, that's right. Yes. Well, cue the theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, will. I just found out about today because this is a birthday. Oh, Ooh, a birthday! Oh. Amy, Happy birthday. Amy hates birthday. Awesome. This is about the Scottish painter Jack Vetriano. Yes. Um, Ooh. Who was born 17th of November 1951 in St Andrews, Fife which is about 20 minutes away from where me and Daniel grew up. My wow. dad was born my dad was born there. Uh, and Fife. my dad my dad grew up in the same place that Jack Vetriano grew up. So he might be your dad. <laughs> I mean I mean I, I, I quite possibly, quite depending possibly, on depending on who's telling the truth. If if because. if Jack Vetriano also worked at the Royal Bank of Scotland in the 90s then he would have met my mum but uh, <laughs> Jack Vetriano moved to Methyl, or grew up in Methyl, uh, with his dad. Uh, from the age of 10, uh, he would work delivering papers and milk, cleaning windows and picking potatoes, anything he could do, and his dad would take half of his earnings. I just want to premise that Methyl is a complete shithole. Methyl oh, used to be a centre for like shipbuilding and mining. Um, okay. okay. And then the fucking Tories happened. The fucking Tories... Tore it all apart. The conservatives. Oh yeah. Do they make Do they make meth there now? Um, it's 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 more heroin here as our as ah. our advice. Yeah. 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 Heroin's more in Dundee. Actually, it's a real it's a real epidemic in Dundee. Trains uh, he- train Dund- spotting. Yeah. Well. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It was set in Edinburgh, but Dundee has Glasgow is like the center of heroin addicts but dundee has more per person more oh, heroin wow. addicts per person really a much smaller population yeah du- we're only a- dundee's only a city of one hundred and forty thousand people but we have the same amount of heroin addicts as glasgow who has like oh is my it god four or six hundred th- four i think it was four hundred wow 000, that's uh, terrible people, yeah yeah heroin is a real fucking bad problem in, yeah. in scotland yeah yeah 
Uh, poor Scottish. Really, like, Sub subcultures of like divided up within heroin addicts. Also, at one point, we actually consumed the most of the world's cocaine. Oh wow! Wow, that's we pretty cons- big. We consumed, I think it was two point one percent of the world's coke. We consumed more than you guys, and you guys have got a population of three hundred twenty-five million. Hey, we know yeah. our I mean, cocaine. We are good at cocaine. <laughs> we don't know our population, though. Yeah, he just said it. And that's yeah, we don't thing. know that. Yeah, <laughs> no idea. Get- did you guys get that documentary on Netflix, Crack Cocaine Conspiracy, that just got put up? No, oh, I don't no, know. I don't know. It, it was really good. Uh, you'll probably know all about it. It's just about the war on drugs in America. Oh, yeah. Oh, that crack fucking is. bullshit, man. You is mean- it about how the crack was it's not a wa- it's a It's a war that they lost right from the fucking start. Is it, it, the whole is, is it about the the um, FBI introducing crack into the inner yeah. cities? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I believe that. I believe that happened. Oh, we know yeah. it happened. We was, know was it. this was this under under Reagan? Yeah. yeah. Ev- everything in America is based on racism. Yes. Everything. Mm-hmm. You name it, racism. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've, ba- I don't know much about it, but I've heard that that um that Reagan is basically Satan. For yeah, he's bad. Oh yeah, but he's uh, the Messiah yeah. for the right wing. So. The right I, I heard the quote that he moved more uh, drugs and uh, he moved more crack into the inner cities than Pablo Escobar. Probably, uh, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, I hope that's not uh, true, yeah. but it, yeah. um, well, and then he went. He came out with all that welfare queen stuff where he was um, denigrating black women. Remember that. And like the, welf- the welfare queen who goes around in a fur coat and has lobster. Wasn't Reagan? Wasn't Reagan also the original "Make America Great Again" guy? Kinda, yeah. I mean, a lot of Trump shit was just Reagan repackaged. Reagan between Recycled. Reagan and Hitler mixture. Re- Reagan and Hitler. Yeah. He was a, I know. The last time we talked to you, Trump was still your overlord, but now it's, it's- yes. we got Joe Biden. We, we <laughs> Joe Biden, yeah. We're yeah, back. Yeah, we're back, baby. Yeah, Dan. I think Daniel and I were discussing the insurrection that day. Like he was like, "Hey, what, what's going what on? What the hell's happening? Civil war? <laughs> yeah, what, no. What, yeah, no, I." Yeah, I was like, I, I I think that Texas is going to have seceded by Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, right. Back to Nathan. To bring it back to t- yeah. Talking about <laughs> yeah who yeah we were talking. Talking about people's artists. Um, at the age of fifteen, Jack Vetriano left school and worked as an apprentice engineer in the coal mine that his dad worked in. Um. He would later go on to be a bingo caller at leave at the leaving prominent <laughs> wow. boardwalk. He would call out, you know, twenty two B twenty two and would then go on to work, work uh, white collar jobs and management services. He only started taking up painting in the nineteen seventies when a girlfriend bought him watercolors. Uh, he went then went on to spend all of his free time painting and would basically self-teach himself by copying the old masters impressionist surrealist and many other scottish artists um and one of his main this kind of relates to when i first found out about him uh he would study paintings at a gallery in kirkcaldy kirkcaldy is sort of a large town in the south of fife where me and daniel grew up okay mm-hmm. little dog's head on the uh, east side of scotland um and i would th- when i first found about Jack Vetriano is when I lived in Kirkcaldy and it would just be too cold in my flat and so I'd go to the, the, the gallery which is now like a library and museum as well and you just stay there and you can kick about the, the gallery upstairs and a lot of his paintings are now there so from where he first started like learning about art his art is now displayed which is a nice wait Nathaniel work. Nathaniel I want you to be honest here when you're checking out these galleries are you high as a kite are you smoking weed while you're doing it I will not disclose this. <laughs> <laughs> he took his mother's maiden name um, uh, to mark a break in his career. So he went. He was originally uh, Jack Hogan and okay. went to Vetriano. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a turning point in his career in 1988 when he submitted two paintings to the Royal Scottish Academy's annual exhibition. Um, 
Uh, I can. I've got some experience of knowing how stressful that can be because my mum was an artist and she would submit uh. works to like these annual exhibition things, and just like the stress that she was under during these times was just like insane. To, mm-hmm. like, the just like how vicious the art world is when you're uh. not known. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. People trying to get stuff in. I but imagine. Both of his paintings were sold on the first day. Um, of the exhibition um so and then he was approached by several galleries he had his first solo exhibition in edinburgh in 1992 which was called the tales of love and other stories jack vetriano's paintings are very naughty um well some of the there is like a his exhibitions there is a red room that's got a curtain over it Ah. so then you can go in and see the the sort of sultry ones which is the ones that's my kind of art i like i think they're great i think they're fantastic his most famous one um you might have seen it if you want to look up it's called the singing butler um i i showed this to a mate and he his first reaction was which one's the butler and they're not singing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's um, I, I found out about because we had a, a print of the singing butler up in our house for fucking years. Because um, my dad's a huge fan of Jack Vetriano because he, he just loves that someone that came from the same place he came from has become so successful as well. There's, is Quite it a lot of people. Tribute to the singing butler? Yeah, right here. Whoops. Is that. Right if you on like it, a beach, that one. they're on a beach and there's an umbrella. Umbrellas, yeah, that's right. A couple umbrellas. Yeah, yeah. but his yeah. Uh, his. Now, his, if you type in Jack Vetriano naughty paintings, yeah, that, if you if you look stuff. at that, his, 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 I love the singing. His, his, I better not. This is my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> his his dirty stuff is uh, is uh, yes. It's, uh, I really okay. like the singing butler. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, no, Jack Vecchiano is a f- is his style of art is is really it's, yeah. brilliant. It's all it's all um most of it is sort of in the noir sort of fifties style. Yeah. Um and I, I really like that. Um Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic artist. Yeah, so yeah, between... yeah. Some of it looks like uh something you'll see on TikTok nowadays. Like the... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you on TikTok? No, uh, I well, I actually just got. I'm proud of this. Yeah, I've just got my first video uh, deleted from TikTok uh, for <laughs> violating violating their standards uh, because my daughter my daughter is teaching me TikTok and we do these dances together. And she asked me what my username should be, and I said I wanted to be Count Barfula. And what I'll do is we'll do the dances, and then I'll barf. I'll fake barf. Uh, so, <laughs> I think so, I saw. I think I actually saw that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. So the one where it's like, it's like a a girl is like like in her robe and she doesn't have her makeup on yet, and she's like, did it, She's like hitting the camera with her hand, and then at the end she hits the camera and then she says, it's like a rap song. It says, "I'm so pretty," and he liked that. And then she's like all done up with her makeup at the last oh, second, so okay. you can pause it and record. So I thought it'd be funny to be like, if I'm like a guy hitting the camera, and then at the end I just <laughs> I just barf. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did then, you use? What did you use for the for the vomitus? So this time, you know, I'm trying different things. When I was a young guy, we used to, my my <laughs> my buddy. Well, my buddies in high school, we used to go. We used to go in high school. We used to go barfing. Like, we would go, and I could hold the most stuff in my mouth without looking like I had anything in my mouth. And it was a mixture of oatmeal, water, and bananas. Uh, and then fuck. and then we'd go to the mall, and somebody would say something. I'd be like, oh, oh blah, 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 and it looked like barf. But, <laughs> so but, stupid. But I was, we have oats. We have oats at home, but I didn't want to waste them because I use them. I eat them. So I used... I used <laughs> This time I used Rice Krispies, and just Rice Krispies and water is all that was. And, and I was right in front of the sink, and I was like, Bleh. but TikTok deleted my video. They were like, this is too graphic. And they said, look at this list of reasons why it could have been deleted to find your reason. And I was like, oh, I guess it's like, 
It's like uh, glorifying bulimia, apparently. Uh, well, or you uh, you just don't want people to start uh, posting their bodily functions on TikTok. <laughs> you know? My That's whole, a slippery my whole slope. Point, my whole persona on TikTok was going to be Count Barfula, and I was going to do all the trending things, and barf. then barf. Like, I was going to do the, the buss it. You guys know the buss it challenge? Buss it. Oh, uh, yeah. Buss it. Yeah. Uh, buss yeah. it. And I was going to barf, and it would have been hilarious. <laughs> I so. I fu- I I despise TikTok with a fucking passion. Yeah, it's terrible. Like it's, everything's yeah. a fu- everything's a fucking challenge. Yeah. It's all it's just so people just stealing other folks' content. They're yeah. just like lip syncing um, or girls just um, showing their asses. Like it's yeah, just showing I, I their just, asses. Not a fuck. Yeah, uh, it's, it's what it's what the the young yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well. My daughter, it's just, my daughter just, wanted to get on there. Porn, like my daughter's now twelve, and she wanted to get on there, and she teaches all these. Da- she teaches me all these TikToks. I'm like, it's cute coming from you. Let me check it out. And so I look at TikTok, and it's like, Jesus, this woman's got her ass out. Like it's just, jeez, it's tits, yeah. ass, tits, ass, tits, ass, something cute and fine. Tits, ass, tits, ass, something okay. I'm like. You can't have it. You no. can't have it. Yeah. But she's like, I want to learn this one. And even the ones that it's like an intricate dance and there's a little bit where they're like showing their ass, she won't do that part. Like if we do it together, like let me do the ass part. And she's like, <laughs> she, but she likes the choreography and the dance part. Yeah. And it's like, I get that. So I'm trying to like be a good dad. Like let's do this together. But you can't watch any of this. <laughs> you yeah. Know? But she knows it all, so I know she's seeing it. It's I, just. I remember yeah. when I, I worked at a cinema and um, there was a girl like filming herself doing TikToks like in the sort of foyer area. Yeah. And one of the women I was working with was just like, oh, she's recording TikToks. And I was like, we have a gun in the back for such occasions. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> she, yeah. She was I, I'm actually TikTok famous. Oh, no. I, what, yeah. is that, what does that mean? <laughs> what yeah. I, I would what have. I, I, I would have fucking drop kicked her down the stairs. Like that's that that's a that's an offence punishable by death. <laughs> yeah. Is, is, yeah. Fuck. Well, there's there's this one girl I follow on there that is completely. It's not sexy or dirty, and she talks about politics, and she's like a young Gen Z person, mm-hmm. and she's like. Joe Biden says this, and she's, like, explaining it to normal people. You know, like, yeah. here's what's happening with the insurrection and the impeachment. And so she, I get notifications. The only reason I'm ever on TikTok now is I get notifications somehow of this gal. I don't even know her name, Danielle or something. And she's just this girl, and she's never naked or in a bikini. She's just, like, talking up. She's telling you what the news is saying in politics. And it's and I think that's good. Yeah, that is good. But I don't know how to get that to my daughter without her seeing People all the. People find inventive ways to use these platforms. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. all these. No, the, the, like I, I have learned like interesting facts, like seeing TikTok videos. So I yeah. like that stuff. Yeah, it's just like the, the porn. I'm not really. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's I'm such a not... weird. Speaking of strange, porn, yeah. Yeah. Jack Vetriano <laughs> had, uh, between 1994 and 2007, he had many solo exhibitions in Edinburgh, London, Hong Kong, and New York. And he counts Jack Nicholson, Sir Alex Ferguson, who ma- managed Manchester United for a long time, okay, uh, and Sir Tim Rice, who is a collaborator of Andrew Lloyd Webber, who uh, did like Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh yeah, yeah. Cat and yeah. and cats. Um, Cats. He, he, Phantom. He counts them among his collectors. Uh, yeah. In 1998, uh, Euro was born. He moved to London, uh, continued to sell out shows, <laughs> uh, which included Between Darkness and Dawn, Lovers and Other Strangers, Affairs of the Heart. In 2004, The Singing Butler, which you've just seen, yeah. was sold. How, how much do you think it was sold for? Hmm. Oh man, let's see. I just saw a print of it going for seventy five. This is this is this is like the Super Bowl question all over again. Yeah, it's like two point five million. Oh, there you go. That's a good Ooh. guess. Okay, Joe. I'm 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 up with the, uh, yeah. I think you that's can't take good. my guess. All right, well, uh, <laughs> all right. Th- uh, f- do I go higher or lower? Okay, one. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to underwhelm his thing. If I say I too high, I'll say one point four million. Or no, he okay. wants it high. I don't know. I don't know. Daniel, do you know? Do you know that? I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna say five million. 
Daniel bought it. That's how he knows. Than all those guesses. It's seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Um, wow! Much oh. lower than what you'd expect. Oh. which is like also he's considered like the people's painter. Like they had a documentary made after him in two thousand four, the same year he was the singing butler sold for seven hundred fifty thousand, and he was awarded an OBE for services to the visual arts. Had a documentary made about him in which he was called the people's painter. The but people's he's got painter. painting selling for seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. That's a lot. I don't know how much of a people's painter. No, well, I think it's no. I, but but the thing is, like, he doesn't set the price on that. That's rich. That's rich that's fucks. Options. That's yeah. rich fucks that have decided that's how much the painting is worth. There was a yeah. I think yeah. the, like I think like, the uh, quote where she says, "We applaud the price of the painting and not the painting itself." Yeah, I think the reason why he's the people's painter is the fact that he's come from such a working class background, and that he yeah. didn't—he didn't, he didn't like come from a really middle class family. He didn't go to art school in London. He was just a guy from a council estate in a fucking five—a five town that has managed to become such a success in the art world and i i think he's 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 a fantastic artist so he's the um, Dwayne, he's the Dwayne the rock johnson of painters i, I i'd i'd second that <laughs> the people's that. champ yeah so and um, the people's the elbow Triano johnson launched his own gallery in, <laughs> called heartbreak in london yeah uh, in 2010 there was an exhibition of over 40 paintings in kirkcaldy um, which is where, of course, he first started teaching himself how to paint. Um, so they stayed there for a few months and then went to Heartbreak in London. Uh, then there was the 2013 Kelvin Grove exhibition, which Daniel mentioned there was in a red room, so it was all very sexualized. I, I, uh, I saw, I went to the exhibition. And this exhibition broke attendance records held by a Van Gogh exhibition in 1948. Wow. Um, so is that how you, is that how you say it? Is it Van Gogh? I don't know. Some people say Van Gogh. Some we say Van Gogh in America, uh, but we uh, might be wrong. I would I would say Van Gogh. Really? Yeah. I'm not that's sure. I'd, you'd have to speak to someone that's Dutch. I yeah. know. So, I know someone that's Dutch. Um, but I, I will ask them because they they pointed out that do you know Strootwafels? The the sort of. Uh, they're sort of like a, a biscuit thing, and it's like a waffle, but sandwiched in between, really thin, and in between it is like caramel or, or things like that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like oh, my do- my yeah, daughter's going dessert things. Yeah, so uh, it's not actually pronounced stroop waffle. It's it's strop waffle. Uh, so I learned that <laughs> my do- my my daughter's going to bed, so I think she's coming to say good night. Oh, um, good night, little yeah. sweetheart. Wait, she's she's ran off. I think she's she's very shy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys get this, but um, you know when your your kid does such a, a really interesting thing, like they'll um, um, they'll start jumping, and then when you try and show it to someone else, they won't fucking do it. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they just you just left looking like a moron saying I swear <laughs> they were doing this 15 minutes ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're having to say no genuinely they were doing this and then they're like okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But, but I'll believe it when I see it. Um the last little thing about Jack Vitriano in 2017 <laughs> He was one of three artists commissioned to paint portraits of Billy Connolly. Now, Joey, oh, know who yes, Billy Connolly. He was on Head of the Class. I don't think stand-up comedy legend, yeah, co- comedian. He replaced Howard Hessman on Head of the Class. Remember oh, okay. that guy? And I always thought he was one of the kid or one of the uh, Monty Python guys, but he wasn't. Uh, no. He was a comedian, though. Yeah, Billy Connolly is Monty Python. You know Billy um, Connolly, like you know him. If oh, yeah. You saw him. Comedian. He's one of the. He's genuinely one of the funniest humans that has ever graced the planet. Very funny. Love, in, love Billy Connolly. Yeah, he was in like series of unfortunate events, and he was in a film with Judy Dench, where Judy Dench played the queen. Uh, and he like, played. That could be any number of things. Chaperone. You would and, know. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he played uh, the queen. Uh, she played Queen Victoria, and he played the queen's manservant, who was a he was a Scottish guy called John Smith, I believe he was called. Yeah. Um, but the thing is really that uh, it was 
she, she he started working for her after Albert died, um, and she became and he became her like best friend. Okay. Um, and everyone was sort of uh, like, there's this really hilarious scene where all this 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 prudish uh, English butlers are um, are are are, oh, are um, yeah. standing yeah, right. round. And he's, uh, she's getting on a horse, and he's trying to get her foot in a stirrup, and he's like, "Move your leg, woman." Yeah, um, she, she knows. And yeah. and and um, the Eng- and the the butlers are like, "Oh my god, he's talking to her that way." But like, that was her best friend. Is that he was? Um, she just uh, loved him, and he became her confident in her mm. her la- her final Billy years. Billy Connolly really now sort of he's got very onset Parkinson's. Um, oh no! Oh, that's like, yeah. A he's, lot of these documentaries are coming out more and more of just him talking about his life and like all yeah. these things around Scotland and stuff. He interviews different people. <laughs> so one of these documentaries, at the end of it, three artists in Scotland painted portraits of Billy Connolly, and Jack Vetriano was one of them. Uh, and at the end of it, they became these fuck off murals around Glasgow. They sort of painted them on the sides sides of buildings. Oh, um, that's cool. So if you go to Glasgow, if you ever come over, we can take you around the Billy Connolly. Um, yes, uh, murals. Yeah. We're fucking yeah. coming. Yeah, we're fucking you know. coming. We are fucking coming Yay! to Scotland. Yeah, and <laughs> we're gonna say a week, and you guys are showing us fucking everything. All right, calm down. <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're say, yeah we're we're saying that you come in, you can come and stay with us, and we'll take you around Dundee. Which is, yeah. funnily enough, I am wearing, uh, I t- spoke last time on the podcast about the football teams in Dundee. I'm wearing a Dundee United shirt at the moment. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Which is the team that uh, supported. Dundee is the team that always loses. Yeah. We, I, would, we, I, su- I supported them when I was younger as well, but it was always, they get to the final and it would just lose. There's no, yeah. no doubt about that. We go like we go like 17 games without winning, and I can just see Amy dying right yeah. now because we're talking about sports oh, oh yeah. yeah uh you know and i didn't even like soccer at all until recently i got into women's soccer and now i'm now i get it i mean we call it soccer all right uh, football. yeah but okay i got one more story uh because we're taking forever just bullshitting here yeah and so we don't even need amy's story nope. are you feeling left out no, are you okay a, no you feel i'm concluded i'm good because this one is going to be you're going to love this okay this is a ladies. Uh, this is a pa- this is like a pageant that I have to tell you about. I've I've got a quick little story that's still sort of connected with Fife. All right, um, go for I, it. I, sp- I, I just saw this the other day, um, and it's just a it's just a really quick it's a really quick story. Um, it's it's got a really funny name. So there's a place in Fife called Windygates. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the Windygates Sausage Heist. <laughs> <laughs> So, in May 1895, three men broke into several Windygates businesses and they stole the following items. They stole a box of railway lamp matches, they stole four pounds of steak and 20 pounds of polony sausages. Now, you guys (laughs) are not lucky enough to experience what polony is. No, No, I don't know what that is. So, polony is a sort of spiced sausage that is usually served with breakfast. You'll have it on a roll with a potato scone and some tomato ketchup, and it's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Every every day before uh, before college, I had a polony and totty scone roll, and it's it's heaven. It's utter (laughs) heaven. We'll we'll have some when you guys fucking come over here. Yes. Um, So what they did, what they... They planned to feed 40 rough sleepers um, in... In within Min- Windygates with the food they stole, um, and when they were caught, one of the guys test testified for the prosecution. He was a he 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 uh, he betrayed his 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 fellow thieves, uh, and one of the guys got six months, and one got three months in jail um, <laughs> for for stealing sausages. Oh, and that's that, pretty good. And that is all we know about the the Windygates Polony heist. That makes me want to uh, eat sausages. sausages. Yeah, I know. I'm getting hungry. Well, well, what are you guys having for your for, for your tea this evening? Your dindons. Yeah, what are we? Uh, something with chicken. 
Something with chicken. We recently joined. Oh. Uh, we joined a thing called HelloFresh. I don't know if they have that. Oh anymore. yeah, I, I know what HelloFresh is. Yeah. It's pretty much. Uh, it's it sponsored a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So I yeah, hear a lot. Uh, yeah. You'll hear it on podcasts a lot, and it's. Yeah. I gotta say, it's pretty good. Yeah, the food's been really good. Um. Mm. All right, I have one more quick thing. All right, quick, and we'll cover. I know as we've been on here for two almost two hours here. I'm. I don't want it to end almost. I think we should do like a twenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do twenty four hours. Yeah. Almost. Just keep oh it God. fucking going. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna kill me. So, Amy, I promise you will like this. In October of 1951. Uh it was the first ever they were they crowned the first ever Miss Sewer Cleaner of 1952. The next year, <laughs> what? Ru- Ruto brand sewer cleaner decided to glamorize the work of its users by crowning a Miss Sewer Cleaner nice. of 1952 in return for a promise of big blow-ups of her picture at sewer conventions all over the country. 17-year-old aspiring actress Galia <sighs> Davis of Detroit accepted the title of Miss Sewer Cleaner of 1952. How, how are we spelling Galia Davis? Well, uh, I'll see what she looks like. G-A-Y-L-I-A Davis. G- she's attractive, G-A-Y-L-I-A. Gentlemen. Yeah, get ready to Gailey- put this in your spank bank, my friends. All she right. is attractive. She reflected philosophically, it may be a soggy title, but if it helps my career, I don't care. According to Tips and Quips in the Water Environment in the Water Environment Federation's journal Sewage and Industrial Wastes, Wastes Volume 21, number 1 of January 1952, it seems that she has theatrical aspirations and the promise of wide publicity was attractive. The new queen also is attractive, particularly in her bathing suit pictures, which display to good advantage curvaceous specifications hitherto. Jesus! Unassociated. 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 With sewer work, 34 in bust, 23 in waist, and 35 in hips, and she's wearing boost. Boots. That is what? by far the most obtuse way I've ever oh, heard no. someone say she what? was attractive. What she had you? she had she had curvaceous specifications. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. What else could a sewer queen wear than boots? And yeah. so there's this picture of this woman who wanted. Yeah, because she's actress. she's stomping around in shit all day. So uh, it's just like wait, an example wait, of misogyny. Was she, so she she didn't she didn't work for the sewer company. No, she was just she she won this title, and they decided if we do this title thing, like we'll get publicity. But you said that happened in 1952. Well, do you know ni- do you know if it was it was successful? Like, did they sh- did they achieve sh- a lot more sales of the <laughs> of the products? I don't have those demographics. She was crowned in November of 1951 for the 1952. Oh, I see. Okay, you know, like they do the Miss yeah. America 19 whatever. So just to the fact that she was eager to accept it and detroit is really close to my hometown like my hometown is basically a suburb of detroit where toledo ohio is like a suburb Michi- of michigan michigan yep, michigan all right that's it we and that's all we got Yay. left amy's gonna wrap up and that will bring us to the end of this episode of scottish timelines thank of you guys so much for coming i i don't want to leave you know i'm just going to stay in this call until next time <laughs> we stay forever yeah, until next time no it's this is good so- we feel like we've found our long lost scottish children that's right uh, <laughs> all right it's time to get out of here chuck berry and get uh let dale through that's our new thing and guys thank you for coming thanks for staying up late for us in scotland yeah. Oh no! Uh, thank you for having this. I do you, mind, uh, do you mind if I plug something? Plug something, please. Yeah, I released an EP. Uh, oh! It's under Nathan Fordyce, right? That's F O R D Y C E hyphen W R I G H T. It's called Bathy Scaff. That's B A T H Y S C A P H E. It's on okay. Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, and Bandcamp. Listen to it if you want to. If you don't want to, do that. it's really fucking good. I'm just going to say this: he, Nathan, is, is now it? my top. Nathan is now my top artist on Spotify because I've been listening to it nonstop. What it's is, really fucking good. What is it? What is it? It's music. It's music. Five songs. Five songs. Ah, uh, are you? Cool. What are you doing? Are you singing? Are you rapping? Are you? What are you doing? I'm, 
not rapping. I'm singing. <laughs> I'm playing a bunch of instruments. It's okay. All self done. It's all. And Nathan did this himself. Like it's so fucking impressive. Oh my god! Tell um, us one more time. Where do we find it? How, what is it? I'm you, sorry. This Nathan Fordyce, right? Uh, Nathan Fordyce. B a t h y s c a p h e. It's on All Spotify, right. Apple Come Music, on, Americans. Title and Bandcamp. Check it's it got out. Some, it's like it's like Queens of Stone Age e. It's Gorillas. It's got some Tom oh. Waits in there. There's so oh many gosh. really fucking cool influences. It's we fucking were, great. I was actually yeah. going to wreck it. I was actually going to recommend it to you the other day, Joe, because uh, you just strike me. You guys just strike me as people that have immaculate taste in music. Oh, I wish um, you would. I saw the Queens of Stone Age live at uh, Coachella a few years ago. Fucking love. We saw. Um, it's sort of connected, but we saw Eagles of Death Metal Eagles a couple of years ago. A couple of years All ago. All right. Yes. Well, Pretty check cool. Nathan Cause, out cause, on Spotify. How fucking cool is that? I can't wait. I'm going to go listen to it right now. <laughs> All right. I'm in one of these loud music moods where I sit in the garage and I just fucking jam loud music and I clean or whatever else. But yeah, thank you guys for being here. Amy, thank, thank you for our patience thank with you. us Scottish bros and yes, me. Like, thank uh, you. Yeah. Uh, she's Italian, so she doesn't really get us. But uh, I'm not Italian. <laughs> we'll do Italian timelines next time. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be we'll, great. Oh, brilliant. Sicilian. Yeah. Right, and I, I, I am, I am, I am sad that we didn't get to hear an Amy yeah. true crime story. Oh, I got it for next time. She's got. One oh no, I, I am, I am ex, I am excited. Well, next um, year we're gonna go through those Scottish. She's got the top ten Scottish murderers, so we'll get to that next time. And thank yes, you guys for oh, being here. So great, and also you listening. guys are you. You're going to be on our podcast as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When when we get to our mid season, we're going to be doing uh the Oscar winner. For uh, whatever 1951 is, I can't remember the film now. Is because I've drank yeah. a bottle of wine. I'm oh, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. You told us, but I've forgotten. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Subscribe and listen to these guys on who the fuck is and check out Nathan's music now if you know what's good for you. All right, uh, bye bye, everybody. Bye. My baby's coming after me My baby's coming after me She caught me hanging round with the sweetest guy in town So my baby's coming after me Her big brother owns a machete Yes, her big brother owns a machete Uses it on the weeds, but now he's gunning for my knees. Yes, a big brother owns a machete. So it's time to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, time to get the fuck out of town. I'll take the next bus to Pluto if I must, cause it's time to get the fuck out of town. American Timelines is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Make me some cookies, bitch.